It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your good podcasts from. Well, the weekend, probably the first official weekend of the year after most people going back to work on Monday, it is Saturday the 21st of January. And if you're looking for something to watch from Netflix this weekend, I watched Pulp Fiction again last night. Haven't seen it in years and it still holds up. Tarantino not holding back on the punches. And if you're looking for a rom-com, yeah, this film isn't for you. But it seems a lot of the older titles, they just seem to hold up better than the new movies on Netflix. And just to find a movie, it's seems to take longer and longer. Coming up this morning, we are going to be talking to a couple of auctioneers, Damien Cooley from Sydney and Heasley Cush from Brisbane, as we head back into the Time Tunnel Summer Series. And this time we're going back to May of last year. And I have to say that I do find auctioneers can have a very balanced take on the market when it starts to change and go backwards. So that is a very interesting couple of interviews coming up in just a moment. It's your weekend real estate podcast. And if you're celebrating your birthday for January the 21st, happy birthday. You're in the company of Emma Bunton, who's turning 46. Of course, you will know her better as Baby Spice from the Spice Girls, who are incidentally the most successful girl band ever, having sold over 85 million records worldwide. Now, to put that in perspective, David Bowie sold 100 million. And I think you know where my musical preference lies. Jack Nicholas is celebrating his 82nd birthday, the American golfer. And it was on this day the Concorde takes off on its first scheduled flights. I didn't realise this. Two of the supersonic aircrafts took off from Paris and London simultaneously and that happened on this day back in 1976 informing you every morning from 6 30 with the latest real estate property news seven days a week only on the real estate breakfast it's the main center forecast okay let's have a look at that weather for your saturday morning first we go to sydney good morning to you partly cloudy skies should be a mainly dry saturday and a high for you today of 27 melbourne expecting some cloud around but there will be some sunny spots and expecting 24. Brisbane a possible shower or two I think about 30% so probably a mainly fine day cloudy skies 28 and in Perth the sunshine just keeps on rolling yes and a hot day in Perth with 37 degrees. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis predictions forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. You've kind of got to keep this in perspective, right? Because as you say, I mean, we have gone through one of the biggest booms ever recorded. And yes, we've got the slide starting to happen with active bidders, but it should really be put into the context of what's been happening over the last two years. 
Oh, without doubt, Craig. And if you look at what has happened over the last two years, the small pullback in confidence, the small pullback in pricing, and as a result of that, the potential for price growth to be negative, I think what is being signalled is that you'd be naive to think that the market is going to continue growing in the short to near term. There is no doubt that the market isn't as good as it was. However, it is still good. So this is the important point. Good quality properties sell well regardless of market conditions. And that's because as a society, we need a home to live in. We have the the dream of having a lovely home, which gives us security for us and our families. And if you look at where if the market comes back, and if you, for example, draw similarities between the property market and the share market, really what we're talking about as a percentage is not a significant drop. So lately, there have been more houses, obviously, that have been listed for sale, which is giving buyers a much greater choice. And of course, people, I guess, they're in that sort of mindset now where they're going, I was thinking maybe in six months' time, but now I want to list my property because I'm starting to hear that there are less buyers around. I think the supply and demand absolutely plays a a role in any market and, and property is no different. Um, If there's more properties on the market in any given suburb and there's only a certain amount of buyers that are looking at purchasing, prices will be affected. The buyer pool, I don't believe, is getting stronger at the moment. It's it's probably getting weaker. And I think also we've come out of, of a time that has never been seen before, lockdown periods and not being able to go away on holidays. And I think that that has had a huge impact on the way people feel. And the way people feel has an impact on whether they buy or sell real estate and what they're buying. I guess right now, if there's going to be some hesitant actions with people not raising their hands at an auction, it's probably likely to start to happen from this point on. Yeah, we're seeing it's a lot more challenging to start start auctions. We're seeing more and more vendor bids, for example, being used to commence an auction. Like in New South Wales, as an example, you are allowed to use the auctioneer that is, is allowed to use one bid on behalf of the vendor. And traditionally, we would use that that bid in a number of different ways. Sometimes it can be at, at a really low number just to get people comfortable to place a bid. To the contrary, if there's a scenario where we only have one registered bidder, we might use that vendor bid at a higher number and use that as a as a positioning tool. So to try and get it closer, to either closer to where we need to be to sell or even at the price we need to be to sell. So we're seeing more of that. What we are also seeing though, Craig, is that once we do get a bid, it feels a lot easier to get more bids after that. And the best thing for any owner to see, um, which is what we always say to buyers, the best thing you can do is actually bid. Because the, all the owners, they understand the market isn't as good as it was. They know that. What the owner needs to see is they need to see competition so they can, in their own mind, justify saying yes to a price that may not necessarily be the price that they first thought they'd get. You know, what stands out for me with this interview with you, Damien, is the fact that, and I wasn't sure which way it would go, whether or not you as a auctioneer would come from a point where you're panicked. And you're explaining this very succinctly, very calmly. You're making the relevant points that need to be made. And I think that that has a calming influence. So, you know, well done for coming onto the show and just not freaking out and just explaining it the way that you have. I think people just appreciate things 
uh, understanding what is what is happening. You know, for me, it doesn't matter whether the market's booming, whether it's not going well. I think the most important thing to do is to tell it how it is and explain to people the psychology in many respects behind an owner's decision to sell a property and the psychology behind someone's decision to buy. And everyone has different motivations. And I think understanding those motivations is important to help people move on to the next stage of their lives. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. And joining us this morning is Hazley Cush, who works in the hottest market around the country. And he is very close to the action, having called more than 10,000 auctions. Good morning, Hazley. Good to have you on the Real Estate Podcast. Morning. Yeah, great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I guess if anybody sees it in real time, you do with the amount of auctions that you are doing. And I'm curious, over the last 12 months, how many auctions have you called? Must be a a fair few. Yeah, I was just doing the quick math on that. We've got four offices in the inner city of Brisbane, and we're probably doing uh, anywhere between 30 and 50 a month. So what's that? Three to 500 over the last 12 months, which is a really interesting take right across the Brisbane market on what's been happening. And, and as you said at the start of the show, Brisbane really bucking the trend. Yeah, and it seems to be a bit of a mixed bag. We're having a lot of commentators saying that the market is slowing down. Not as many active bidders, for example, in Sydney as there were. And then there are people like yourself who are saying it's business as usual. So what do you think is happening in Brisbane to be bucking the trend right now? I think you've really got to look back over the 10-year trend line. So Sydney and Melbourne has had a really strong, steep year-on-year growth, and Brisbane just didn't have that. We had eight years of a fairly flat line and then two years of a steep climb. So anyone that's talking about or making comments on the Brisbane market that's only been in it for 18 months, well, I think it'd be fair for them to say that they've noticed, you know, some sort of decline. But for those of us that have been doing it up here for decades, we've got, I've got 20 properties going to auction this week before Saturday, and every one of them has multiple registered bidders. And for Brisbane alone, that's great. So whether we're at 100% drop back to 98%, the market is still in excellent shape. We've still got multiple bidders on all properties. We haven't seen any change to pricing at this point. Is it unusual then for, let's say, a Sydney to be slowing down and a Brisbane to still be marching on? I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time. Have you seen that in the past? Look, it's very rare to see Sydney pull back and Brisbane go ahead, but it's the it's the migration towards Brisbane that's going to help it buck the trend. I mean, we've got a lot of people out of New South Wales and Victoria heading towards Queensland at the moment and most of them into the southeast corner, expats returning from overseas and internationals looking at Queensland and also just the gap in terms of average price. Brisbane still representing such strong value when compared to Sydney and Melbourne, and that's what's helped holding up pricing. And still, we're only two years into our our upward swing. It was flat for so long. A market should run for longer than it's run after the flat line that it had. You know, I say, is it unusual for a Sydney to be different to a Brisbane market? I guess what we should really factor is the pandemic itself, all of this pent-up demand, and nothing is really the same. I mean, everything's a little bit weird, and it's hardly surprising that perhaps this extends to a Sydney and a Brisbane being different. 
It's such an important comment. School holidays for us used to be a no-go zone for the high end. You know, everyone would not launch their property during school holidays because everyone went away. Well, what we've found with our top tier agents, and fortunately we do participate quite a lot in that market, we're seeing people coming here on those school holidays and we're seeing interstate and international interest on the rise from people that are booking inspections on their way out to the coast or before they hit the, uh, the airport on the way home. I've got to ask you, you've done all these, these auctions in the last 12 months. Can you go into your mind and recall something that was a little bit weird, a little bit bizarre that somebody did at an auction that you can share? Wow. I mean, in the last 18 months, nearly every auction ended up being weird and bizarre. The, the thing that comes to the front of my mind is not one auction in particular. It's the day that at five in the afternoon or four in the afternoon when we were scheduled to do auctions at the Calol Hotel in Brisbane, we got a four-hour warning from the Premier that no one was going to be allowed outside. So we had to change all of those auctions from the hotel to my bedroom. Uh, the property is still sold with great steam and we've seen that in the market. And the story of that night that just blew my mind is not only did every buyer hang in there, one of the buyers who missed out stayed online long enough to buy another one sight unseen later in the order of sale. Hey, great to chat. Thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 